0: welcome in you are listening to a special episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz podcast not a money mail today but a little bit of a free-flowing chat if you've watched the instagram story if you don't follow keep the change on instagram i suggest that you do because uh, we have heaps of different content on there as well but um you'll This is the episode where I was, I've actually started this once and then I got distracted by looking out the window and I saw all these cops floating around. It looks like someone's been arrested in the park, Uh, but there are a lot of cops, so I don't know what this person's done, but I'd imagine they've probably lied, cheated or steal, steal, stolen something, especially if you've got a dog chasing your ass, but if you ever get into a position where you're going to lie, cheat or steal or even feeling sorry for people that do those things. You know, this is going to sound really harsh but this is something that uh, I got taught probably only a couple of years ago and it really stuck with me and it's that you know, if you're in a position where you are lying, you're cheating and you're stealing it's because you've quit, like you've given up and that's why you then use those methods and I think in this day and age it's very common for us to sort of Take pity on people and just go, "Oh, you know what well, you know what else were they going to do? Of course, they needed to steal, they need to steal so that they can um, you know so that they can stay alive and they can do these things. but the reason they have to do those things is because they 've chosen to quit on normal success and what other people are doing i e working and sacrificing their time and making a dollar an honest way without being an impact on other members of society so yeah it's just shaped the way that I look at thieves and things like that now too and it's just a good reminder that you know those are just an indication that we've given up and it might be that you just want to take the easy way out for instance and you sort of think well it's not really stealing it's just you know I've just taken advantage of this but I sort of look at the world and think you're trying to keep it in an equilibrium and and if anything, you're trying to get more karma to come your way eventually than, you know, um, taking from the world. Like, if you can give more than you receive, eventually you're probably going to receive in ways that you never thought. But I think people were hardwired to just want something for free or want the easy way out and all that shit's like, you know, it's all good and well until it impacts other people and it starts taking away from their lives. So just be very, very careful when you go down the easy route just because you can. And we've got another saying that we rock around next advisory and our accounting and advisory businesses basically, just because you can doesn't mean you should. So just think uh of those ways that maybe in your life you swing the equilibrium uh back towards the world's favor a little bit where you could be bringing some bad karma on yourself at some stage. Anyway, the point of today's discussion was to discuss where some of the things come from that we believe about money. Now I am talking about things like money is the root of all evil and uh, all rich people are greedy and all rich people are arrogant and the rich kids that I grew up with are all assholes and now drug addicts and all these things that we sort of come up with um, or you know I could never have a life like that because I've never come from money and all of these different things that we let impact us in I've just written down as a topic to talk about at some stage we've already spoken about it in an email um, in one of the money mail lessons and early on in the journey for keep the change but I went through an exercise where I actually sat down with my mum at, over Christmas, it was a couple of years ago, and we sat down and I was like, Mum, like, let's map out your life. And I was like, what happened at each stage? And there were just some things that I just wanted to connect the dots. And it helped me understand how she potentially sees the world uh, in different ways. And then where some of my thinking of how I now see the world comes from. And it was really, well, I was going to say fun and exciting, but it probably wasn't fun and exciting. Uh, it was probably tough for my girlfriend who was sitting there being like, oh, holy shit, I've never done this with my parents. What's wrong with you, Luke? Just leave the poor lady alone. Um, but it was it was really insightful, I guess is the probably the best word to use. And I was doing some coaching where I was being coached by a strength coach at one stage. This is like mentally, not physically. And they said, Oh, could you please take this blue pen and draw your life on the board? And I was like, Fuck. What do you you know, what that was the only instructions I had. And I was like, any sort of other instructions? And they were like, No, well, you know, start from when you were born. I'm like, okay. So then, you know, maybe a creative artistic type person would start drawing, but I just basically made a timeline. And sort of went through um, all of the things that I could that I could recall, and it basically ended up talking for half an hour, drawing this timeline on the board. And you you didn't just stop at your current date of birth. You sorry, your current like today. You you had to continue on to where you think your life will go. So it was really fascinating exercise, but it really makes you stop and go back and look at your life and. I guess that's what you could do as an, as an exercise is actually do the same thing. So start with a blank piece of paper and try and explain out your life and what milestones you've seen you can remember. Like, I can't remember my second birthday, can you? I can't remember who brought me presents and who didn't. And frankly, I don't give a shit. So then when someone's like, oh, have you brought such and such a present for their second birthday? I'm like, well, no. Was I supposed to? Um, that my 18th cousin, like I didn't know that was important. But maybe that's why I think like that because I can't remember what I got at my second birthday and who gave it to me and therefore whether I think that person uh, loves me or not. And (laughs) I've just lost, uh, just gone off a tangent there again. But, you know, there'll be things in your life that you'll remember along your timeline that are important to you because you've given them meaning for some reason and they may then shape like a different way that you now see the world going forward. And you'll there'll be other things that you just don't remember at all, or in two weeks' time you'll think, "Oh shit, I didn't even put X, Y, Z on on the list when I was doing that." So I think it's a really valuable exercise to go through and almost do it from a financial perspective, and try and figure out what things have influenced the way that you think about money. Now, if I could give you an example, it is that when I was going through the exercise with my mum, we weren't doing it from a financial perspective, I was just learning more about her and trying to piece like together the, the dots, I'm like oh, I remember you had this job mum, I'm like how old was I then was I, like I thought I was at secondary school, she's like no you are only at primary school then, I'm like oh but what about when you were cleaning that for that uh, lady's house and I would be skateboarding outside, was I and so for me I was just trying to figure out uh, what was happening when and actually map it out but there were, if I go back through some of the things that I've seen in my life like I can then identify perhaps now how I think about different things and as an example um, for me my parents they separated early and then all of a sudden I gravitated when I got to high school to all of the kids that whose parents had separated and I don't know if that just happened or we knew how to like find each other because we were all similar Um, but then I've met people in my life, and they are the opposite. The the parents are um they're still together, and all their friends' parents are still together. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if you guys like did the same thing as me and my mates did. We just found similar people to ourselves, and that's often what we'll do because we'll stick to groups that we feel comfortable in, and and we can relate to them better. And then um you know we didn't have. I have to be careful at how I say this because someone's bad can always be. You know, someone 's bad can always be a lot better than someone else's bad or worse, you know what I mean so um you know we we were very well looked after as kids, and we had everything we needed. but now that I've seen more of the world, i'm like, wow, like I didn't have that flash car when I was that age, or uh, my family didn't go on overseas trips or there's all you know someone's always going to have done way more than you, but what I do know is that uh my mum, for instance, she was She was on her own looking after us kids for a while and she had a very limited budget and that's a situation that we see a number of people in in this day and age and, you know, it's, it's, it's just the cycle sort of repeats and it happens and it's okay and a lot of these people have to rely on the benefit and so sometimes I'll sit there and go, well, how did I end up getting myself to my financial situation when... Mum at one stage was feeding us on very minimal money and uh, had a benefit, and then we'll hear the same, you know, so basically government funding, um, and we'll hear these same stories about different politicians and how they've got to where they are, but um, people should be able to relate to them because their parents were on the benefit at some stage, and so they really know how the government system works and all these different things, but I think the key thing is that we get to decide the meaning that we give to these things, and I think where it goes wrong for some people is that they believe that that's the end. That if my mum was only ever on the benefit, that's probably, that's probably the highest goal that I should um, strive for. You know, they don't see another way. They don't break the cycle or they don't take anything from that. It's just like, okay, well that's, you know, I'll do the same. I had a great conversation with someone through Keep the Change a little while ago, who they just wanted to check the, some of the things that they were doing, whether I would do the same things. And they said to me, I've got X amount of brothers and sisters, and I'm the only one uh, in my family who invests and who saves money and who strives for more. And I earn quite a bit and I earn a lot more than what I do with my, my, my siblings and stuff. And And they said, You know, I go home and they say to me, Why are you doing all this shit for? You know, you don't need to invest. And like, What, what, what you work? You work at your fancy job and you get paid more way more and you have to pay all this tax. What's the point? You know, you you should just um you know, you can get a an afterpay and you can use that to pay for things and you can get a grant and a, a this benefit and and she's just like I have to take myself out of that environment after a while because eventually you just think, Oh yeah, okay, well what am I doing? Like they these guys are all just sort of cruising and don't have to work and whatnot and But she's like, I don't want to be that person and I don't, like I've started learning from different resources and realised, wow, like I'm already 80% of the way there, I've got a good job, now I just need to learn some skills about budgeting and what to do with my money and actually it's okay to earn good money and I'm not a bad person um, and I shouldn't just go home and give it to my siblings because, you know, they're not actually going to know what to do with it so that could be harmful rather than being um, good. And that person's like, I need, to, I need to educate myself and I need to learn things. And so that's what they're doing and they're going on the journey of basically breaking the cycle of education that was, is limited within their family and then they want to help teach their nieces and nephews things about money because they basically could identify that their siblings can't teach them those lessons because they're not seeking them. And it's not my job to say, like, what's right or what's wrong. Of course, you could imagine I'd have some opinions on those things, but what I'm trying to say here is that this—you know, we've each got an opportunity or an ability to make choices with everything that we go through in life and then decide what meaning we give to things and what things we want to believe. As an example, the other day I, I told you about how when I see a helicopter I think, shit, someone built it and someone figured out how to pay for it. I, I've only been in a helicopter twice in my life, and there's probably a very older version of Luke that thought, "Oh, like that's helicopters just for rich people. Like I'd never be able to go on one of those." Now, I mean, I don't necessarily enjoy them anyway, but there was an older version of Luke that was like, "Oh, the Cora Lounge. That's just for all the elitist people that are so far stuck up their own asses that, you know, they've just got so much money that they can just go in there and." have drinks and food and stuff and don't care about the rest of the people and I now I'm like man I need to apologize to if I ever said that out loud to people because it's just not true it's just something that I'd obviously picked up somewhere and through my scarce thinking and lack of understanding of how that could actually be beneficial to people and how that could add value to their life that that's actually completely fine and I've never been in business class, but I'd imagine, you know, I'd probably chuck that on the bucket list to do at some stage and have a crack at it. But, you know, I'd walk through the front of the plane and think, oh, look at all these assholes. you know. they, I mean, I wasn't this bad, to be fair, but, it, you know, I'd, I'd had, you know, these types of things where I'd think, oh, you know, wouldn't it be good to to just have this much cash that you can just spend... And sit at the front of the plane, you know, I wish I came from a richer family i 'd be able to do it as well, and fuck look at that young person, you know how could they be doing it they don't they don 't realize what life's really like out there, and all these types of things that we tell each uh, tell ourselves, but at the end of the day, no one gives a fuck like no one cares what you think. you care more about what you think than anybody else because everybody's wrapped up in thinking about their own shit so when someone's sitting as an eight-year-old in business class and you're walking through the front of the plane or they're in the, the front economy or whatever it's called and, and you know, they're not looking at you going, oh, I feel sorry for you having to sit at the back. They're like, I need to get my bag up in that thing I need to sit down and have my first champagne. Probably an eight-year-old isn't, but you know what I mean? And they're just, they're just doing their thing. But you're the one walking past, and I'm, myself included, had to get myself out of this. You're the one taking pity on yourself and going, oh, you know, look at them. When really, you need a mirror in front of you going, well look at me, You're where, what what am I missing? What's the education that I'm missing to one day get me to the front of that plane and go, you know what, I'm, I am comfortable to pay for my flasher seat and to spend some money on that, if that means something to you. Of course, if it doesn't, well, like it doesn't, but that's just an example of, of where we see those types of things pop up in our thinking. And... You know, I think for me I um can look back and, and and my dad once told me, he said, mate, you were as a young fella, or as a kid growing up and you'd be you'd be working so hard and studying so hard and you wanted to have good good results at school and stuff and you um you know, you'd say, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look after Mum one day and I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for everything and stuff and he's just like, Okay, mate, just you know, just just one, one foot in front of the other, it's all good, it's all good. But it's obviously been something for me um, for a long time where I've maybe seen my mum struggle, for instance, and then gone, oh, okay, I want to, I want to be able to help. And now, you know, it, it's bigger than that. For me, It's there's a number of you listening and reading where I've thought I can actually help other people in different ways. And if I look at a number of the ventures that I've done along my short journey of business and entrepreneurship, they've all been based around helping people and often um, with money, whether it be through school rebates or helping business owners get better at business and then provide for their families and their uh, staff, or whether it through be through BGP, um, which we haven't spoken about massively but some of you will know about and I'll, I'll do a whole podcast on that at some stage. Um, and whether it be obviously keep the change where I'm now trying to pass on some of the things that I've learned and some of the education that's helped me through time that I can then go look if you are struggling or you just want some extra information or you want to learn and you want to grow you've got a resource that you can come and have a crack at and test your thinking against or uh, keep yourself accountable or just reiterate and relearn some of the lessons that we've been going through and my one of my greatest sense of fulfillment is actually helping people and i'm sure you'd be the same whereas you've ever done something for someone and it's really been you know a huge help to them you'll get a lot out of that so you know i think probably early on maybe seeing what you know if i was to use the word hardship it see look i can't i don't feel comfortable using the word hardship because i just think you know some people have done it had it way worse than us but you know, for my what probably my world, I was thinking, well, surely we could, you know, we could. I don't, I don't want this to be repeated um, as such, and so I've, I've wanted to work hard and find ways to be able to then contribute to other people. Also, one of the things that's really shaped my life is that I, when I become a chartered accountant, there was a, a, a chartered accountant receiving a fellowship, chartered accounting. So that's that's when you've really clocked it and you've really added a lot of value back into your community. And and he spoke about his name is Craig Norgate and he was the CEO of Fonterra. Um and he spoke about, you know, you guys getting your CA tonight, which was myself and my peers, your you need to remember that this isn't just about you. It's not about, oh great, now I've got my certificate, I can get a fancy job, I'll I'll make six figures in no time and um I'll coast to the finish line from here and, you know, one day I'll probably be a top earner in the country if I just keep working hard on this accounting stuff. He's like, you've got skills and expertise in education. Your responsibility is to help your communities. And it really stuck with me and it really shaped the way that I've done a number of things since then. And I truly believe that. I think, well, you know, I could easily just sit at home right now and be like, all right, feed up, I might watch some cricket or something. But I don't, I, I feel a sense of responsibility with some of the things that I know to then be able to, help people and help different communities where I can and I get um, a lot out of that. When I don't get a lot out of it I, I stop doing it if it's not, if it's like okay this is not becoming genuine anymore so I'm not trapped by it but part of me through what I was taught going through the CA program is okay well you've got these skills, you've got this education, not everybody's this lucky to have this knowledge, this experience and this education you should probably not always use it to make money for yourself. You should probably find a way to help some of the communities around you. So I've sat on different boards or helped uh, with financial questions and then obviously my own ventures and keep the change and things like this as a way to go, right, well, how could I do it? Because I don't want to sit on the local swimming pool school board and help with the finances of that. I'm like, fuck, I'm not really going to add any value there, like massively. I I think bigger than that now and think, well, actually – How could I help 100,000 Kiwis be better at financial literacy and financial education? So those are a couple of examples of things that have happened in my life that I could see when I started to map it out to then shape the way that I now take action. And going back to the start, what I think would be a really valuable exercise for you to do is to go back and try and figure out where some of the things That you now do and that you now think about money and finances come from so maybe you say like I'm not good with money well where did you learn that from where did you pick that up maybe you think that all rich people are assholes who taught you that and is it true and do you even know any really rich people like what is a rich person we've all got a completely different definition uh, of what rich is so you know can you find any of these answers and when you're thinking about these things too, do they are they actually adding any value to the world? Like, A, are they serving you well? So if you want to believe that all rich people are assholes, is that making the world a better place? And is that serving you? Like, what's that doing for you? Is that meaning that you can feel safe, that you should never aspire to earn too much because you'd hate to be rich because you're going to become an arsehole too? Because what... What I've experienced is that money just magnifies the type of person that you are. So if you're an asshole and you're broke, you're going to be an asshole when you're rich too. If you're a really giving person when you're broke, you're probably going to be massively more giving when you're rich. And that's that's what I've seen, witnessed and experienced. And for some people they will be like, well I probably I don't believe that, but you know, that's the conclusion that I have come to, and perhaps that will change uh, in my life. But I think if we want to better ourselves and improve ourselves, we need to set our mind up to be ready to be the person that we can become. To give you an example from, today within the last few hours, um, I've seeking some sponsorship for some work that I'm doing. And I hadn't sent off the message to do that. And I'm like, okay, that's on my to-do list. I need to do that. And I, so I sent the message and they basically come back and like, yep, more than happy to sponsor. Um, of course, of course we will. We support the work you're doing. And boom, off I go sending an invoice out to them. Easy as that. Over text message. If you told me five years ago that I would be firing off a text message to different people And they would reply that quickly saying, you send me a five-figure invoice. No, four, only a four-figure invoice, sorry. But for thousands of dollars, I would be like, forget about it, you know. How's that going to happen? But if I hadn't started to unlearn some of these scarce ways of looking at money and thinking that rich people are evil and uh, all of these types of things... I I probably wouldn't have learnt then how to have those conversations to be brave enough to have it, to feel comfortable that, yes, I'm adding enough value where they would want to actually sponsor the things that I'm doing and, and be willing to pay an invoice and things like that. So, you know, start thinking and becoming today the person that you're going to be in the future. For instance, say you know that in 12 months' time, you're going to get a $20,000 pay rise. Well, today, you want to start thinking, right, what does the version of me need to do and need to think and need to start saying in order to be comfortable that when I start getting that money, that extra $20,000 annualised, that I'm not just going to blow it, keep spending it on booze, keep spending it on fancy clothes, um i 'll just now buy a fancier car, and that 's going to allow me to you know add add more debt into my life. Start thinking what you're going to do when you start getting paid that already, so that when you get there you've already trained yourself to be in that situation and you know I think that that can sound it's quite hard to explain because i don't think it's something that gets taught at all too often. But if you think about people going through a rugby journey, for instance, they start off in the MPC, then they're into the Super, then they're into the All Blacks. And that whole way, they're, they're being educated what they need to do. But very early on, you know, the, the yarn will be like, well, if you want to make the All Blacks, you need to start doing X, Y, Z. And so then they, they start doing those things. And one day, hopefully, they become an All Black. But if they didn't start doing those things they wouldn't have set themselves up to become an All Black. To go beyond that, some people would go, well, I don't want to be an All Black, I want to be the best All Black ever. So before they even get into the All Blacks, they'll be thinking, what do I need to do to become the best All Black ever? What are the things that I need to start practising now? And it's probably things like doing further recovery, stretching at night, analysing gameplay, studying who the greatest All Blacks are of all time, how have they done that, what other things were they good at, and what things do they bring to a team. And you're starting to build things into your arsenal that you can use when you get yourself into that situation. So that one day when you have the winning numbers for Lotto and you've got $2 million, you're, you're ready for that. You've taught yourself to be ready for that day that that could happen. Otherwise, you'll find that that money will probably just eventually disappear. To loop this right back to the start, We're trying to identify things within our lives that have then shaped the way that we think about money and about finances and just explore them a little bit and make sure that we don't get lost in giving these things too much meaning. It could be that you got ripped off by an ex and you loved this person so much and they took you for $10,000, ripped you off, And you just can't believe that happened and you'd never trust another male or female with money again because that happened to you. Yes, we could all see how that could become your conclusion, but that's letting one bad apple really become the way you determine how everybody acts. And that's not fair, because you've just bumped into a piece of shit, dare I say it, and use language like that. But we started off talking about people who lie, cheat and steal, and uh, they're quitters, aren't they? So, you know, they didn't want to do the work, so then they've ripped you off. Well, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to do that. It means that you need a better process for figuring out who those types of people are and not letting them come into your life and being a bit more guarded and perhaps even sharing that with the next person that you ended up in a relationship with to say, hey, th- this is what I've been through and, and it sort of shaped some of my thinking and they might then understand you better. But you can't hold on to that forever because it's not going to be healthy to, for, for you to go through the rest of your life being like, I don't trust anyone. You know, you hear people say that, "I oh, don't trust anyone. Well, shit, you need to trust people because every time I get in a plane, I think, fuck, I hope I can, thank God I can trust this pilot Imagine stepping into a plane saying, "I don't trust anyone let me let me meet the pilot They'd be like, Get off you know so that that's not even a real saying it's It's not true people that say that they don't even live into that if they don't trust anyone, they should sit in their house, but they probably couldn't because they they wouldn't be able to trust that the person that built the house uh, did a good enough job and it's not going to fall on them and kill them anyway so you know bullshit sayings like those they're meant to sort of protect us but at some stage you'll realize that those types of things don't actually serve you any well so maybe go through the things that you say about other people as well and and go right well, where did this come from and does this serve me well and did I learn it from somebody else um, or or did I not and and you know I think there'll be some interesting lessons for you in there like I said before you could just start with a blank piece of paper and go righto, like you could start to write down some of the, the sayings that you have about money and some of the thoughts that you have about it and and figure out, is this actually good for me? Do I, you know, what what I often say to people is that, do you want to teach your kids that? Um, you know, and like there's so many people these days talking about anxiety and things and, and I think everybody's got a dif- different definition of this and I know it's a very dangerous topic to just, I'm like standing on a landmine now, but... I'm like, well, is that you know is your word of, use of the word different to mine different to somebody else? like Of course it is, And I think we're going to have a, a generation of kids that just flippantly use this word "anxiety now without actually knowing like how serious that is, um, and and whether it's actually good or not, and, and, or pressure for it which is probably like a safe one to talk about pressure is unbelievably good for us and a sign that we're alive and something that we can learn to get in control of and actually use to our advantage but there would be a lot of people that would just think oh pressure pressure oh you know that's bad you know anytime you're under pressure well, you shouldn't be under pressure no you know, that, you know that's that's not good but we all sit there watching an all-blacks game and go oh is this kicker gonna be able to nail this from the sideline and we feel the pressure for them and And uh, we're like wanting them to see them, wanting to see them in that situation. So, you know, realistically, I think these are these little things that if you can find them in your way of thinking in your day-to-day and your week and your month and your year, you can figure out, is this actually any good for me? Like, is this a good thing to be putting into my mind, to be telling myself every week that, oh, I've never been able to save any money or oh, I'll never be rich um, or oh, I'll never get a pay rise. You know, all these little things, why, why are we holding on to them and are we willing to find solutions elsewhere? From my upbringing, I think I've obviously gravitated towards and found money and accounting and economics Finance is interesting, and I still really do um and you know hence why I can probably write to people once a week because there's something that I feel like I could talk about because I've been researching or thinking about different things during that week as well, and I guess it's it's my job, right um, But you know I've then had to outgrow a lot of the education that I've had or the lessons that I've had or the things that society tell us. And I'm incredibly proud to be getting myself to the point where I'm going to pay more tax in a year than the total income that I'd have in a year. And again, years ago, I never thought that that would. Be, well, I you know I think I always did deep down know. Uh, the Thing for me is that when I was growing up, I had a lot of people all the time telling me, "Oh, he looks a good kid. He'll go a long way. He's you know he's going to be really successful." And I didn't really understand or how that happened and so I just assumed that one day I'd get up and I'd be like oh yeah fuck great the world's given it to me I'm successful and awesome you know I knew you know I'd be the guy that should win a lot of course of course I should and then realise that that wasn't how the world works that I needed to go out there and get after it and I'll never forget you know on my timeline again never forget sitting down with my boss at my job at the time and just saying mate like I need to leave and, and he was trying to convince me to stay and I'm like look you know you'd be better to spend this time with your family you're wasting your time with me I I don't know what I'm going to do I don't know how I'm going to do it but I know that I can do it and I just need to jump off the building and I know that the parachute is on and that it'll open at the right time I just don't know when um, to use that analogy and, and that's exactly what I explained to him and and you know he he let me go and I've now had to start from absolute scratch and find my feet, and it, it hasn't been easy. But I've gotten myself to a, di- a completely different level of life, and been able to add value to other people's lives, and uh, get rewarded for that, and find success in different avenues. And realistically, like I'm, I'm just getting started, and I'm warming up. So I'm not, I'm not your, uh, you know, ultimate role model. I'm sure you guys are probably there'd be a lot of people that would get. A lot of inspiration and learning how to keep the change, but there's a shitload of people that have done a lot more and been a lot more successful than me. I think we all define success differently, so I don't like to compare success based on um, or who's got the biggest net worth or whose business turns over the most money, whatever i'm like is are you adding value to the world the way you want to be doing it, and are you happy and fulfilled? you know I think that's what success looks like um, to me so you know if I'm doing those things i I feel uh very good in what I'm doing, especially when I compare it to the old version of myself that was just carrying on down the path, going, well, I'll get to a hundred grand of income eventually and then I'll be pretty stoked and gee, it's taken me a long time and a lot of research and a lot of uh, effort and sixty hour weeks and stuff and a lot of sacrifice but you know i I was just following the path and now I'm actually building my own one and that's, that's a really good feeling. So, you know, I think that if I hadn't have gone through some of the struggles or seen some of the struggles that people in my life had gone through, that I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And so sometimes when I get frustrated at the way that people look at the world, I kind of remind myself, well, actually, if it wasn't for some of the ways that those people have looked at the world, um, I I wouldn't have... You know, I wouldn't have the the thought processes that I have today. Um, one of the other, just before we finish, one of the other, I guess, major things that happened for me in my life was that my uh, stepdad, who my mother had been with for a very long time, uh, he passed away, and he passed away on Christmas Day, and if you've ever lost a loved one, I think you'll be able to relate to this where you almost know it's happened before someone tells you where your your phone's ringing and you're going oh fuck you know why is this person calling me at midnight uh, especially on christmas they're either drunk or they've got something bad and so basically everybody had tried to call me uh, except him and I'm like well before I even answered the phone I'm like I think I I know what's happened here but um over the next few days of course you go through the, the highs and lows of losing someone, and um, you you then start having to work through the financial side of things as well, and just there's all those things that, that, that come up uh, and luckily, and I've never written about this, but I'll get to this I've got this written down as a top to talk about. Um, my stepdad had some life insurance, and that was um, you know that was a, a godsend for Mum because it meant that she could pay off the final piece of her mortgage. And to achieve being mortgage-free for a lot of people is is a massive life goal and what a lot of people strive for. So you've got these mixed emotions of, well, you've had to lose someone uh, to get to that point. But, you know, it's a product that life insurance, I've seen it being so helpful to my own mum. Um, and, you know, it's something that I think a lot of people don't. Don't want, but I think it has definitely has its place depending on the situation. We can explore that another time. But the point of this is that I was starting to really see the world in a different way and learn that um, you know what amounts of money were big amounts of money and what amounts of money I used to think were big amounts of money um, were, were no longer. And basically, our Mum got. The, the life insurance was approved And she was like Oh my god Like this is such a huge amount of money And I'm sitting there going Well mum actually it's, it's it's not really in 2000 And oh I can't remember what year it, The exact year it was It was prior to all the COVID stuff as well Before everything ballooned in in um, in costs So it'll be worth even less today But it was um one of those moments Where you're like wow Okay this is going to be interesting To see how how long, or how how long that uh, that money can last, um, when everything's becoming more expensive, and obviously you've still got mortgage to to pay off and things like that too. But you know, for me, I was probably right in the middle of really changing my thinking about what what a lot of money was, um, and. For what, what for one person, what can be life changing for somebody else can become an amount of money that you just think, well, actually, you know, the stage of life that I'm at, that that wouldn't be life changing, and you know, I think that's um, an interesting thing to think about too. Is what amount of money to you do you think would be life changing, and and why, and if you were to get that amount of money, what what would you do with that? Because potentially that could be a goal that you set or a target of money that you go after over a 10 or 20 year window or whatever time frame you want to give to it. But I'd sort of learnt that you always change your lifestyle based on the amount of money you have access to and we see this a lot with people who win money or get given money or who uh, get money for presents or win the lotto. Um, they'll adjust their life based on the amount of money that they have. So what can seem like a large amount and a lump sum in one go uh, can often just turn into uh, a forgotten amount of money eventually because your life will eventually change to match that amount of cash as well. So just a little tidbit of a a story there. Um, Yeah, I think there'll be some people that, that can relate to that and can see that and things they've seen in their own families and or or just different friend groups and situations and things um but yeah life insurance is something that I will write about at, at at a stage because I posted about it on LinkedIn at the time where you know it was it was like a silver lining amongst the carnage of tragedy and losing you know your a family member and you your lens on the world then just changes again because. Uh, he died of a heart attack and so then instantly everybody's just around, is just on high alert for heart attacks. And that's what major events in our lives do is they they bring us back perspective or thinking about different things and all of a sudden all of his friend group and people his age were, were finally going and getting tests for um, different things around their hearts or changing their diets because it's those wake-up calls that we need, and it's unfortunate that it can be a death that can that can be one of those things to do that. But um, it's always yeah a, a tricky time when someone passes too, with just the there's so much to sort out, and it can be hard for for a lot of people to grieve when there's all these different things that that need to be done. But ultimately, I think those that's an example of an, a major an event a major event that will shape the way that you look at at life as well so you might have one of those from in your life too that have then changed the way that you think about money or the way that you act as well and there's no right or wrong Um, there is just the meaning that you've given those things and you've then got to decide whether it serves you well whether you need to learn some other things or Um, you know whether you're completely comfortable with it I've spoken to a a number of lads that have lost their fathers and one of the things that they say is they see this sense of oh well I need to now step up on the on the the male of the family now Um, and I don't know if that's part of our DNA or hardwired into us or that's sort of been Taught, or whether our dads tell us, you know, look after your mother, or who knows what's going on there for for a lot of people. But it's interesting when you have those conversations that that's one of the things that um, guys will sort of notice that they then feel a more of a sense of responsibility around the house or for their brothers and their sisters, especially if they are the eldest. Um, but that might be what, something you want to think about too. Is what in your sibling range are you the eldest? Are you the youngest? Have you then thought that you have uh, specific ways of thinking because you're the eldest, or because you're the youngest, or you're the middle child and you're the one that misses out? Is that what happens? You know, like I don't even know half of these things, but I hear people talking to them about them. I'm like, fuck, are these even real or not? Or like, do we, you know, again at the start, I think I said, you know, we get to choose ultimately. We're always making choices about what we what we believe, what uh, meaning we want to give things and I think this podcast is just about a massive brain dump for me uh, off the cuff to help you think about some of the things that you're currently thinking about or exploring or that uh, there's there's a lens on your world that you have and if you can dig into it and figure out where it's come from and actually if it's any good for you then perhaps you can find um, some peace with it or, or go, actually, you know what, I might throw that one out or I might throw that saying out or I'm sick of believing that I'll never go far in this world or that I'll never make much money or that I've never been able to save more than 10 grand so I'll never be able to do it again. And, you know, all of those things that aren't serving you well, just slowly start to get rid of them and start to prove them wrong and start to get in control of your... Um, you know, your, yourself and the decisions that you're making and you'll be amazed how quickly you start to build confidence in yourself and confidence when any problem arises and build up your resilience and know, you know, that you can you can be all over it and have it covered. So it could be making sure that 2022 is the year that you've actually got an emergency fund sitting there so that when the shit hits the fan, if it does that you're sweet, you know, you've got $1,000 saved there to pay for the kids something or the tooth that breaks or whatever problem arises because, you know, money, it can solve a lot of problems and that can either be looked at in a healthy way or an unhealthy way but, you know, it's most people, well not most people but a lot of people will end up using debt to solve a problem because we haven't learned to save or taught ourselves different habits to ensure that when the rainy day comes that we've got the money there to solve it. And it's a different level of stress when you can swipe the card, pay for the problem and then carry on versus shit, now I need to find a credit solution. I need to find a um you know a a cue card that's gonna finance me. I need to find some money real quick. You know, that's that's a different level of stress rather than actually being prepared and knowing, okay, life's going to get stormy at some stage and I'm going to be able to weather the storm. So we could go on forever there, but key takeaways for this one, just to go back and, and spend some time thinking about where some of the things that you believe and you say and you hold on to, like where do they come from and whether they're actually any good for you and do you need to, to remove some of those things and actually bring in sayings and beliefs that are better for you, that are going to set you up to be the, the future version of yourself that you know you want to be and perhaps pass on to your children and just break uh, you know, the cycle of some of the things that maybe you've seen through your, through your family and it's not to mug on your family or anything, it's everybody has got different things that they want to achieve and, you know, that's that's completely sweet. You know, what what do you bring to the table in your family? Um, and that could be completely different to what your siblings bring to the table. And that's, you know, that's cool. We're all teammates at the end of the day and a family's like a team, right? So we all have different things that we bring to it. So we're all here individually working on ourselves, trying to be better versions of ourselves and uh, get rid of some of these things that are slowing us down and try and bolt on some things that are going to speed us up and help us get to our desired destinations, and being 1% better all the time. So hopefully that's got you thinking. Very random conversation covering a lot of ground there. Um, I hope that you can take a few things away from that. I think that you know if you go back and do that exercise where you explore your entire life as a timeline, uh, you'll see some things in there that you'll realise what you've given meaning to and then you've got to go through and explore whether that's actually helpful for you or not. But get stuck in, keep learning, we'll see you on the next lesson.